That is that there's is also, so nasty. There's some sounds you can't make. Like yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good that's pretty good mine just sounds like i'm yeah you're drowning you're literally you just gotta open up a little hole in your in your lips so that Try way to keep it fully sealed fully se- <laughs> you're, <on> my- <laughs> you're gonna be like a uh <laughs> What are those people called that have the puppets? Ventriloquists. Ventriloquists. Yeah. Is that what the person is called that's operating the puppet? A ventriloquist. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the pop. The puppet was the ventriloquist. <laughs> I'm kidding. All Relax. along, I have a hand up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not real, dude. That would be like an expert level ventriloquism. You have like a puppet on the hand of another puppet that's like controlling it. That would be. And then you have the, the mouth movements of the puppet yeah. to. With the other one, you ha- and you control the movements of the smaller puppet with another fucking uh, like the cross yeah. string shit. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you control it with your foot, like. <laughs> dude. The people like the people who use like puppets with their fucking like their fingers and shit. It's so much dexterity in that hand. I mm-hmm. bet they've never not pleasured a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> They're great at fingering. Trust like, me. Like I, I hundred percent guarantee. They've got a ten in fingering. Probably. Who's the who's the puppet guy? Jeff Dunham. Yeah, the, the puppet. Guy. I mean, like, could you really come looking at Jeff Dunham though, uh, <laughs> dude? Jeff Dunham watches the podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Jeff. He's, a, he's a well-known fan. He's yeah, a well-known we're we're close friends with Jeff, anyways. It's yeah. fine. We get we get to rib him. We can we'll, razz we'll him. rag oh him a little bit. He's Welcome to the podcast, Jeff Dunham. This Shout is the Jeff. No Thought Podcast. <laughs> I'm Anthony. I'm, I'm Alex. Alex. <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm saying, yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. It was Christmas time recently. Oh my god! Yeah. Is, well, is it still considered Christmas time? No. Five days no. after. Fuck, Fuck no. Christmas. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> yeah. You know, I went. The into war C- on Christmas has begun. Oh I went into god. CVS like yesterday to grab some some fucking Mentos. Um, they already have like Valentine shit out. Oh god! It's <laughs> so fucking gross. It's like. As soon as Thanksgiving is over, Christmas time. As soon as Christmas is done, it's like, let's stock Valentine's Day. Yeah. yeah. Like, why? Fuck, dude. It's, give me a break. It's the pipeline. Like, it's, it's like back to school is like the, yeah. the next thing. And oh, then yeah. it's Halloween. The they find a way to market every fucking month of the year. It's, it's so profitable. annoying. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. It starts with the, the back to school, then it goes to. Halloween, Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas, Easter or just, shit. And, you're forgetting Labor yeah, Day, Valentine's Day, Easter. Wait, when is Labor Day? I have no fucking. Forgetting like, about Arbor Day. Arbor, Arbor yeah. Day. <laughs> Come in for the Chevy Arbor Day sale. <laughs> what is Arbor Day? Come get even? a Nissan Altima. I have no idea what Arbor Day is. <laughs> I feel it's like a, it's a day to celebrate trees. I'm pretty sure. Really, trees? I'm okay. Sure. Well, actually, Wait, let me. Trees or treason? Trees. Trees. Okay. I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> I, I kind of want to know what Arbor oh, Day actually okay. is. I'm pretty sure it's about trees. Arbor Day. I mean, it'd uh, be weird if you celebrate treason. Yeah, it's the day to kill the king. (laughs) Yo, that would be cool. It's Arbor Day. New King Day, bro. (laughs) It's just the elections. In 2022 will be on April 29th. Arbor Day, which literally translates to tree day from the Latin origin of the word arbor, is a holiday that celebrates the planting, upkeep, and preservation of trees. And what is Earth Day? I don't know. <laughs> like what? Well, I guess it's a specific. It's like we should have a water day too. Then, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or how, like, how many how many element days do we need? There's or, like what's a fire day. <laughs> I, we should have a day to celebrate fire. It's without fire, fire where would we be today? Without fire, where would we be? Fire day. We would be in the fucking trees. Yeah. What fire if like we discovered electricity first? Like what would what would happen? <laughs> we then? discovered electricity before fire. Yeah. Like what? What if? Honestly, we might have. Somebody probably got struck by lightning. Oh yeah. True. <laughs> Nobody just figured out how to harness that yeah, shit. No. That bit. <laughs> that is different. Well, lightning was like gods back in the day. Yeah. True. It was like the yeah. god of storms. Well, Zeus, straight yeah. up. I mean, like, what? What would cave? Would cavemen create like a pseudo religion around these gods? Do you think? With I mean, look cave. at ancient Greece. They, they already did. did. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, granted, they're not cave people, but yeah, there were probably they, like religions because like the thing is with religion is that it, it's it begins as like an oral tradition. You know what I mean? And a lot of or like historically all cultures, it's just like uh, some of them like the Greek shit and then uh, Abrahamic religions. Those all got fucking written down. Written down yeah. 
Yeah, so it was probably just word to mouth. I saw fucking a yeah, god dude. on this mountain. Literally the longest game of fucking telephone. Yeah, yeah essentially. And then someone decided to write it down and they're like, this thing is fucking nuts, bro. <laughs> the biblically accurate angels just gets more fucked up as, you know, yeah, they were, it keeps getting passed down by mouth. It was a rock that was just <laughs> different colored from the other ones. But now it's a bunch of rotating cubes with eyeballs and wings. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, that makes sense. I think it must have just been a really strong acid trip. I think like they, that's the only, only fucking. Well, that's the stoned ape theory, right? Yeah, this stoned ape theory. I yeah, love that's that. What they call it. I mean, it's one of those things that's such a stoner propaganda type deal, <laughs> yeah. but it's it, it has a lot of merit to it. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it makes sense. It, As like stoners, this has a lot of merit. <laughs> <to it. laughs> yeah. We're putting way too much stock in the stoner. Yeah, culture. I mean, I, <laughs> speaking right now, I have no idea whether or not there is actually any provable fact to it at all. But yeah. it's it's just funny to think about because they definitely stumbled upon like some mushrooms in the yeah, woods. Sure. And oh, like, without bro, we any, know that it things. happens in nature with like fucking jaguars in the jungle and shit. Yeah, yeah then you always have the non-believers like, yo, Jacob literally died eating a mushroom like that before. <laughs> yeah. Don't. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> think about all the poisonous shit we have now today, and it's yeah, true. We had to have because of like the way that people test shit. Yeah. We had to have stumbled on some fucking crazy. Yeah. You, you can't Mushroom. bring it into a microscope lab yeah. and you, be like, "Yeah, this red berry is super toxic. <laughs> don't eat it." You bring the run to the village. It was like, "Eat it." Yeah, the village elder went outside <laughs> one day. Force them to eat it. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta sacrifice to the berry god, <laughs> the, the designated mushroom, god. mushroom eater. God, <laughs> the that village would be the mushroom worst, guy. Would be the worst job in the village, actually. Oh, well, no, it's long as shaman, bro. Cleaning. Yeah, true. That is the show. Here's the thing: if you, I feel like if you would ever be put in that position, you should get paid like hazard pay. You live in like the biggest house hazard in the pay. village. You get to eat all the good food because you're testing that dangerous fucking berry. Yeah, it's you like, get, okay, you get three slices of bread. Yeah. Shaman. They were, like, they were like forest people. Like they, they lived their life in huts, just fucking oh, yeah. doing drugs and like sh- <laughs> hitting bowls with fucking. They, all shamans were chalices. probably just depressed. They wanted to die, but every everything they kept finding kept <laughs> bringing them to new enlightenment on the on the truth of the like, world. Shit, I'm kind of tired of living, but those shrooms <laughs> made me see another fucking dimension. Quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing like keto treatments. Dude, I couldn't imagine being alive in those times. I would, pro- I would find, I'd well, probably yeah, kill myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like well, it's, it's even if anything, bro. by accident, I would just yeah. kill myself. Yeah, yeah I mean, the average lifespan was probably like 30 years old. Yeah. You'd, you'd be lucky to get well, to 50. That's just because like, well, like a lot of people back then, they lived to be like 80 and shit. It's just that so many people died at childbirth that it brought the average super down. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You get a fever at 35 and you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, on, your, you're on life support. <laughs> One guy sneezes and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're all dead. Stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> no, we're all dead. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, someone's having a, you're like, <clears throat> I, I seem to have come down with a sore throat and they burn him alive. <laughs> yeah, everyone else in the He's hut. He's a witch. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, uh, fucking in medieval times they used to like throw shit out the window and oh, just yeah. let it lit, sit in the streets oh it's like, great the literally fuck? out like second door floor yeah. windows onto like the sidewalks it's and like shit. Yeah, i could not imagine if i was walking down a street and somebody poured a bucket of feces on me i think i would end it on the spot i think i would I'd, end them i would first. go <laughs> yeah i'm about to eat some berries <laughs> yeah i'm about to go into a roblox lobby and jump off the tallest building that like if shit were to ever be poured on me that's when I go ape shit. Yeah. Like I was like, I got super pissed off when like a fucking chicken wing landed on my laptop during lunch. That <laughs> that pissed me off. If got if I got literal shit dumped on me, you don't want to yeah. be around. <laughs> like I don't I might know you just like I'm blind with rage. Don't yeah. even come near me. <laughs> you, like knock everyone out that's around you. You're covered in shit. <laughs> like boxing people in the street. <laughs> that's you have like buffs you have like poison buffs on your fists and shit i got like purple bubbles coming up from me yeah, like i'm poisoned you see someone on the street you lock onto them <laughs> i start rolling oh around something you got to think about too is like in those times your problems were much bigger like you got to appease god yeah. every day of your life or else you're gonna get struck in with a, a sickness like a fucking locust true. comes in your yeah, the locust swarm i feel like if anything the the problems, like, they weren't as complex, but they were harder to solve. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's it's easy to say, like, you know, don't kill don't kill witches or don't don't kill someone because you think they're a witch off some shit, off some dumb shit. But it's like, 
at the same time, people are just fucking stupid in those days and they, they'll just do whatever the fuck they want. It's mm-hmm. a quest for objective morality. Yeah. yeah, especially in a world where like they have like no bearing on like philosophy or anything like because it's just everything's new. They're all babies in the in the grand scheme of humans, you know? I yeah. mean, the whole development of like science itself is to develop like objective truths about the world. Yeah, yeah. true. Like, uh, have you guys heard about the the James Webb telescope that's launched recently? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm so excited for that yeah. shit. It's going to be so neat. I want pretty pictures. <laughs> I want pretty pictures. It's already at the fucking moon right now. Holy shit. I know. It's crazy. It, where is it headed? Like, uh, There's something called L2. It's a... I forget the... L is short for something, but it's a... Left it's trigger? A, yeah, left trigger <laughs> orbit. It's, okay. Right. <laughs> it's L2. Uh, we already sent a, cel- a telescope to a RB... Uh, uh, RT and uh, and left thumbstick. Yeah, you had to do a frame perfect input, or else it won't deploy <laughs> properly. The James Webb Telescope is heading into Ligma is, orbit. Right is speed running to Ligma orbit? <laughs> yeah. Do the Russians are using fucking task bots? We we don't stand a we don't stand a chance. That's fucked. Dude. <laughs> They're doing frame perfect movements right now, and we're using a fucking Xbox controller. <laughs> yeah, we're using a fucking a TV with it, all the input lag. Fuck. <laughs> The physics behind the actual orbit position are really interesting because Hubble stays in like geostationary orbit, which means that it hovers around Earth like at a perfect altitude that doesn't yeah, it's change like, elevation. It's still falling, but it's just going past it's like, as it falls. Yeah. It's neat. It's keeping it in orbit, mm. geostationary orbit, literally. Yeah, it, but it's crazy. The L2 orbit is, it's really weird. I didn't even know this existed until I, I was looking at like the technology of the James Webb Telescope, but... There's several point-specific, or I guess point-accurate um, positions in our orbit, like around the sun, that keep one thing in the space as Earth turns and everything. Um, it's kind of hard to explain. Uh, you'd probably have to, I'd probably have to visualize it or yeah. something, but Fair basically it doesn't move at all in the orbit of the Earth around the sun. So it keeps the heat shield, or it, it keeps itself behind the Earth, um, so it doesn't have to worry about the heat coming from the sun. Yeah. So it tries to minimize as much heat coming from the sun as possible by putting itself in front of the earth. Right. And it stays in that position around the entire trip of the sun. And there's a lot of points around the earth, inclu- uh, including like the earth, uh, moon's orbit, that does the same kind of positioning. Hold up. Go back. I'm confused. What the fuck do you mean by the, the it would stay out of the sun? Doesn't the, isn't the earth the center? What do you mean? Isn't like the earth the center of the universe? Oh, He's well, I right mean, about that. yeah, but if you if you think about it in terms of not a fucking plebeian, ooh, you ever hear a Galileo bitch? <laughs> who? <laughs> so who Galileo? <laughs> we were talking about medieval times so much, you actually went back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh shit! I opened a gateway <laughs> through the stoner dimension. This, <laughs> this is stone ape theory. Truly, I don't know much about the actual physics behind it besides just the the cool facts. So I'm not a good person no, to explain that, I get it. it. But yeah. definitely go look it up. Yeah. Like that shit is crazy. <clears throat> Shout out NASA and all the uh, technology used in the camera and like the cooling technology because the mirrors and the camera itself have to have to stay at like seven Kelvin or some shit, mm. after which I'm, is insane. After I'm done with my education, I'm definitely gonna like <laughs> jokingly send a application to NASA. I think Joking, it's just a meme. So if I don't <laughs> get it, then it's not that. Big it's it's. I mean, it's like trying to like apply to an Ivy League school. It's like you know, yeah. I'm gonna send an application. I mean, if NASA you get back, hires, you're like, whoa, whoa. <gasps> they NASA have a lot, a lot of, of interns. Yeah. yeah, do they? They do a lot of internships, and okay. it, they hire from a lot of different backgrounds too. Like in terms of like education, only only after I get my PhD in physics, which will probably <laughs> never happen. Do you want to go for a PhD? Or yeah, just uh, I'm I'm a hundred percent planning on going back after I graduate. Yeah, that's like, like a hard time. Right student. after, or are you gonna? Yeah, right you, after. So you're gonna get a job and then I'm gonna get a job and then work part. I do a part time student thing, yeah. which means it'll take longer, but I get to work at my own pace. Yeah. At I, that point, I already have a degree. I don't need yeah. to like rush for a college degree or some shit. And, and like you'll make good money with your degree mm-hmm, that you yeah. have currently. So it's like you might as well. And yeah. then you could chop down some of those student loans. Fucking whatever. Yeah, and then uh, doing doing classes uh, like maybe one or two a semester, I think is like the best pace possible. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Although I think with um, master's programs, they have like certain requirements. Like you have to. I could be wrong because like a, a, I think if maybe if you don't have a job, you have to work like twenty hours or something, either in research or like some other student. Yeah, you job can like, uh, like ex- <laughs> for that you can like work at like a research lab yeah. or something. You can also. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, in all of them, but for some of them, I know you can work as like a a professor and yeah, then be cool. doing like papers like that and stuff. 
Oh, <laughs> speaking of like all the science bullshit, <laughs> all that, all that malarkey. I was thinking about this the other day. All that fake shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, so like companies who have like a new technology or they're working on something that's a little bit more groundbreaking, like phone companies or something like Microsoft who's making a new um, technology, like fucking Cortana or something mm-hmm. or Siri with uh, iPhone and Apple. Um, they sh- they The companies take the credit for whatever invention that they made because they're the ones paying the employees to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's kind of fucked up when it comes to, comes down to it because the actual engineers and the science uh, the scientists electrical engineers, software engineers are the ones doing these uh, advancements, making these technologies, doing the research and everything. Um, So I had the thought like, it would be so much more beneficial for the scientists and engineers to be traded like NBA players or like NFL (laughs) players. Oh yeah. Or like as I'm an engineer working at Microsoft or something Mm. and I have a contract with them to develop this kind of technology because (laughs) I have a proficiency or like a uh, a very extensive background in AI technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like other companies would be able to contract me to do that kind yeah. of stuff as an engineer or scientist. Because that way it's easier for the uh, for the companies themselves to take uh, advantage of these people and make sure that unless they themselves are actively seeking employment elsewhere, it's much easier for them to just kind of herd all these all these technician smart people yeah. uh, for their stuff. It it would be it would allow the people to have way better pay because there would be like scrambling to do this these kinds of things and also it would be more of an ethical reasoning for by the companies uh, to contract these employees instead of just like keep them and have them do the same kind of stuff over and over again. That's like an interesting parallel that you can make with uh, every kind of profession though. I just yesterday I was watching a TV show uh, with my girlfriend Anaya. Uh, Shout out and I. Yeah, about yeah. the about like a. It's basically just like a a kind of like TV series documentary style of like individual chefs and like how they started and like their full life. But it's it's interesting that you know a chef's dish is if like you make it in a kitchen under like a, a head chef, it's gonna be that head chef's re- recipe, even if you make it there. Yeah. So it's like do you have to be okay with giving up the recipe that you created? Uh, just basically for the sake of someone else because you're working under that person everything that you make under their guidance is technically theirs yeah, yeah that's what's kind of <laughs> shitty about all that stuff the contracting the NBA theory would work the NBA <laughs> theory yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. new startups there's always like a double edged sword with that kind of stuff you know because like I think on one hand it could work but there's also like the uh, the fact that engineers then are kind of a little bit more expendable and like it's probably uh, there's going to be a much higher bar for entry in terms of like working for a particular company, you know what I mean? And yeah, that's unless true. and there there will probably be firms that show up to like actually organize the engineers and like you know like send out contracts to different people who are engineers. But that is like, one thing I'd like to do. I'd like to open yeah. up an engineering contracting. Service. I think those I exist. Think I'm pretty sure engineering because yeah, those there's are just, firms. Yeah, those are just engineering firms, or it's just collectives of engineers who like you know do their contracting work mm-hmm. for uh, you know it's like having business. an agent. Yeah, because it's like with Apple and stuff. You know, technically, you know, it it is like the scientists and researchers' labor for sure, but it's also Apple's like capital and money and their resources you know what i mean because like without apple you know it's like uh who would have funded that team to do the research another company probably. well that's the contract you know I mean? though because they're yeah. they're the ones supplying that contract to say we're going to do we're going to pay you this much we're going to give uh we want the rights to whatever you create because we're uh, you know paying you to do this kind mm-hmm. of thing and i guess it's already like that with jobs in general yeah but it, it allows a lot more leeway and a lot more yeah. expertise it, it allows for a lot more specialization basically yeah for sure it also helps the you know people get their their names out there and stuff because nobody knows. I mean the yeah, the engineers and scientists. Engineers, yeah, no one knows like oh yeah that's the dude who worked on fucking yeah. uh, Siri. Like everyone knows him. Yeah, it, 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 all the fuck everyone, like CEOs. Yeah, everyone only cares about finding out who Siri is. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> who all, is Siri? It's like the the focus is much more on like CEOs like Steve Jobs. Yeah, and they don't do shit. shit. They don't do anything for their company. Yeah, I have I've grown into a. I was going to say irrational, but I think it's pretty rational hatred for Elon Musk. Because when I was in high school and he was first starting to make a lot of appearances on talk shows and like in science journals and stuff, like his companies were starting to get a little bit more recognition. 
um <clears throat> i thought it was like wow he's so cool he's like a literal philanthropist like yeah. how you know iron man is like he painted yeah. himself to be like a real life iron man mm-hmm. um but then the more news and the more that people talked about him everyone found out his past and like how he's yeah. basically a trust fund baby who used his family's wealth to buy paypal or i guess i think he started paypal actually but yeah, then he used he that money to it. buy spacex and tesla yeah. and it's, it's at the end it's of not the day even necessarily the money but like just being in a family that's super well connected you yeah know what i mean like the, that incurs like a lot of privilege and shit but yeah like the I, I i definitely get some of the the dislike towards him i think that like uh you know like his company does some cool things um you know what i mean like i think spacex uh has like a good goal in terms of like getting like reusable rockets and shit and then potentially pursuing going to mars or whatever but obviously that's just going to be like a just a marketable adventure for them that they're trying to do you know what i mean like yeah. they're they're going to do some fucking i think the companies are great colonies on mars or some shit <laughs> elon musk is just a rich autist <laughs> rich aunt. I mean I think he legitimately does have autism yeah I think no. he said that before like without a doubt okay. but just like it's it's interesting seeing him exist as a person I don't yeah. necessarily hate him nor do I have any strong feelings for him but he's just kind of off doing his own thing so I kind of don't mind I don't like the way he interacts uh, with others yeah yeah he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't do himself any SNL favors thing? yeah did you see him on SNL I did I did unfortunately not. <laughs> <laughs> so he went on Saturday Night Live or whatever and he was he had like a he had a few skits I'm pretty sure because he was like the guest of the of the yeah. episode or they whatever. always do like a couple with yeah. him and there was like one where he, was he Mario or was it Waluigi I think he was Wario Wario okay I yeah. think he was Wario he was I'm not sure though he was Wario and it was just the most and he was doing a fucking skit with like his uh now ex-wife or whatever but it was just so fucking cringe it was, he was so he had like hard a to super, watch uh, forced italian accent yeah. oh boy and with elon's like deadpan expression yeah. and voice <laughs> the delivery was so oh and then there's gosh. a laugh track like wow <laughs> that's so hilarious and it's yes! just like the worst joke possible and yeah. then the hardest laugh track <laughs> to make people laugh it's just it was so bad yeah it's it's funny seeing i saw him do the interview with the the babylon b mm-hmm. they had him on like a podcast i don't know what what they branded as but God, that was such an awkward interview because they're they're all like huge fans of him, yeah, and they're they're like pretty right wing media mm-hmm. outlet, and they're talking to him, and he's like, I think you guys are are actually pretty moderate. Like I wouldn't say <laughs> he's. It was just like it was so awkward because he's like pandering to these kinds of people, yeah. and he's like, yeah, the, yeah. He sent out a tweet a while ago saying like the the woke left is like a virus, <laughs> yeah. and it's oh like, my God. bro. Just because people don't like you because of your your shitty history, you're like, wow, they're canceling me. I fucking hate them. It's like, it's yeah. just reparations, bro. Like, you, you can't, if you do shitty things, if you come up in a shitty way, <laughs> and and then you take all the, the uh, this is what originally had me talking about the NBA theory, because he is taking uh, all the credit for what his companies do. Uh, and I do yeah. like his companies, like Tesla. Yeah. I want a Tesla, and I am excited to see what SpaceX does in the future. Yeah. And I also think PayPal it's like a progenitor of like Cash App, Venmo, all these. Yeah, all, all the online banking yeah. shit. Like his companies are actually pretty good, but yeah. he's taking the credit for all of them. Yeah. Like what Tesla is doing, he's not actively having a part in it. He's just the person heading the company. And that's, a, I think, something that people don't understand about a lot of CEOs is they're, they, they are CEOs just as a public figurehead. Like they're, they don't do that much work in the actual company. All because they're there they, is because they have the money. Yeah, they have the money, so they hire like a management team to do all of the actual managing work. Mm-hmm. And he's only there to check in on the factories and be like, "Yep, you guys yep, are you doing guys good. More money. I'm gonna go back to my house. <laughs> I put the check in the office." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that had me thinking about the uh, NBA. Thing. Yeah, the NBA <laughs> NFL type player exchange. That would be. Yeah. A, I still would love to be in that kind of environment, but I don't think I would do well because I think I'm a bad engineer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the lower level is something that I'm not sure how exactly it would work. It'd probably work yeah. in the same way that we have the jobs now, where you're just an intern helping someone who maybe was contracted or maybe like an in-house yeah, engineer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like in the like, if you think if you compare it to like the NBA, obviously the top of the top are like always like the people who are getting the jobs. Yeah. you know. But like, who the fuck knows about semi-pro basketball? You know what yeah. I mean? Or like your rec team basketball that's not even that, that's like an engineer hobbyist you know it, it's like they're 
Well, you could describe yourself as like an in-house engineer, an in-house scientist, research assistant, whatever you want to call it. An in-house NBA player. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we don't (laughs) call it like that. Well, to extend on that, like, could you say it, could you say that the, uh, like the engineers and uh, these like people who make a living off of YouTube using the, using the money funded to do more uh, like science bullshit kind of thing. They're, they're, they're they're like kind of their own brand name kind of thing. Like a uh, like a freelance yeah engineer. essentially they're just kinda, they're kind of doing their own research in mm-hmm. a way yeah and that's that's something that's like a new age thing now too is there's a lot of science YouTube channels I mean look at uh, Michael Vsauce <laughs> yeah true doing his own experiments with a uh, minefield and such like actually doing yeah. visual representations of science experiments yeah there's there's a lot of like channels that do that shit now like actual like science shit like showing you oh yeah all like, of them I, I are super these, like, fucking neat random like um youtube videos or it's yeah they're just super fucking cool. have you guys watched veritasium or yeah, veritasium no i'm like, not drama with its channel i don't know something okay I, if it's it's, yeah. it's if it's a science youtuber drama <laughs> i don't care about it well no i think i think it was about the veracity or whatever of his of like one of his videos or something veracity like the truth of it like there like oh, people yeah. had issues with like how he sourced it or something i mean oh, i feel like there's yeah. always going to be discrepancies yeah. with that kind of stuff because if you're talking about that a lot yeah if you if you're talking about something that's so uh i guess forward thinking or something that it i mean everyone it talks about niche. yeah i mean everyone talks about stuff uh like back in the day where like the geocentric theory was something that was very challenged by a lot of other theories and like mm-hmm. the heliocentric theory was something that was like taboo and it's like, I think getting those ideas out there, if you're looking at evidence and you're coming up with a reasonable conclusion based on that evidence, I think it's okay to make a claim like that. Just back it up. Yeah. And if people don't find that it's, you know, valid or something is, or someone's poking holes in it, then you go back and try to redo your theory. That's the entire point of a scientific experiment. Yeah. It's all just like essentially just peer review the entire way down. And yeah. YouTube is a great way for that because the comments will be like, you're fucking wrong, <laughs> You're idiot. dog shit. Everyone know Earth is flat. Ratio <laughs> plus L plus your white. Ratio plus flat. <laughs> Ratio plus geocentric theory rules. <laughs> Speaking of white. Uh-oh. Here we go. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The no, null thought hot take coming in. <laughs> This the, no thought the, hot take is brought to you by Amazon. Yeah, just, just the the alert siren. <laughs> no thought hot take. Spit your hot take. Spit no, your truth. I was just, I I just wanted to talk about the Twitch cracker drama. Dude, I thought it was what? Funny. Yeah, yeah so uh, the do you I want to explain to this platform? platform I, don't, I don't know much about, about it, it. Okay, unless I, you do. I, I know a bit about it because I'm on. I'm you know in the Twitch politics scene. Are they calling cracker a slur or something? Well, it, so what happened was. Um, there were two mods in a streamer who's named Hassan Piker, who's like one of the biggest uh, streamers on Twitch in general, and probably the, one of the bigger or the biggest like political streamer. Like mm-hmm. he does, he does some political content and a lot of reaction. But that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> the um, so like in in his chat, I think um, two of the mods called someone. Cracker. Oh, they were they, watching MasterChef. Yeah, yeah they, I, I was in that stream when that happened. I didn't even realize what happened because the stream just cut and I was like, what? I was like passively watching yeah. it. So I just didn't even realize. But they were watching MasterChef and there's a guy on there who was, uh, he he ended up losing, but they he was just the most annoying prick imaginable. Okay. He was super arrogant. And they called him a cracker. Yeah, he's, uh, he was like, <laughs> Uh, so I don't remember what, exactly what the mod said, but he said something about him being a cracker, like calling him a cracker. And it's like, there's a whole debate now of whether or not cracker is like a white slur and everything. Yeah. And it's, I think it's just such a dumb argument because <sighs> slurs in general have a certain historical and contextual meaning that cracker doesn't. Yeah, True. I mean, I don't know. I think like the, I think cracker is a slur, but I think it's like just some slurs are like, kind of okay to use like well i mean we say like honky we say redneck oh, true, you know what i mean true. would you say those, redneck those is a slur well. though i mean i think it is a slur okay because it's like it's a pejorative used against white people generally and that's but it's like it's just it, i feel it, like cracker falls in the line of it's more of an insult than a slur yeah i well like the would you call a any other race of a person a cracker if they were if they were acting like a cracker yeah. <laughs> okay well i mean i i don't 
<laughs> it's, it's the same reason you would call it like you could go up to some dude and it's just like they could ne- have never experienced a redneck lifestyle but they're fucking redneck you can you can co- you're a redneck yeah like dude. redneck i think extends to people all of like the yeah. appalachia region like well, a hillbilly then, yeah. well i mean because like how do you how would you guys define slur then yeah that's the thing i don't know because yeah, that, that i is where th- this situation has challenged me on what i i believe yeah. is a slur because i i think obviously like the n-word is the mm-hmm. definitive slur and then there's a lot of other things that are maybe derogatory terms or yeah. n- like mean names for a group of people. But I don't know where you would define slur in yeah. that case. Because yeah. like also, if you boil it down to like the historical context or whatever, which the N-word obviously has a lot of. But like if you were to get rid of, like if there was no oppression of black people, let's just imag- imagine a world of that, mm-hmm. right? Would you still be, would you be okay then with white people calling black people the N-word? Like I wouldn't. <laughs> I think that would probably. Yeah, not I mean, be good. there's. Yeah, I, I I feel like if you were to remove all historical context, mm-hmm. I I don't I don't know. I think it would be. It would be different. It would yeah. It would be entirely different. I think it would be okay. It just once again, it, it's it's always up to context, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, but like with no historical uh, background, it's hard to make the claim that. Any wrong, any word could be good or bad. It would just be a word in that case. Because if there yeah. is no connotation to it, it's just literally by dictionary def- definition what that word is. Yeah, the I don't know the way that I would define slur is like it's a uh, a derogatory term used against like uh, a group of people that have some mm-hmm. immutable characteristic, right? Yeah. So like the N word is a slur because it, it's a derogatory term because it's against uh, people who are black, right? Uh, slurs I feel like would all right here's what I'm thinking now the without any <laughs> historical context slurs in would only work in like a hyper ironic society <laughs> I, uh, I don't know about this <laughs> we live in a hyper ironic society I feel like we don't <laughs> there's I think there's a there's some groups that do and that's the problem is like we don't understand uh like that hyper irony as if we do if we're in that okay so look at the like a lot of subreddits that have a lot of inside jokes um okay br yeah okay br i think is a great example stock where, market bets or wall street bets yeah wall uh. street bets where it's like they they use the the r word so frequently yeah and it's like well would you count that as a slur because yeah. it's not necessarily about a race of people but it's no. about a, a like a marginalized group yeah. of people still yeah i said immutable characteristic yeah. you know what i mean I'm just seeing yeah. where you like where you extend on this thing. Yeah, you, I because like I say the R word sometimes, and I don't like that on I say stream it. all the time. Yeah. and you I go, "This is ridiculous." <laughs> yeah, I try not to say it as as much as possible. Well, you're making an, an effort like, to do yeah, that, I but think, it's which like is good. I think it is a slur. It's just that like the way that we view certain words, like we're okay with them. You know what I mean? Mm. Like honky or redneck or cracker. We're about you know to get I mean? demonetized. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, do I, you, if you're calling somebody a cracker, is it all right if me, a white person, you also a white mm-hmm. person, Alex, you can't say it. <laughs> we're not giving you the C word pass. Really? I mean, like. <laughs> well, we're going to get demonetized if you call me a cracker. <laughs> if we're. Yeah, only white people can say it now. <laughs> yeah, I can, can I, call Anthony. A, well, that's what I was going to ask, say actually. Cracker. <laughs> I'm oh like I'm half white, so like I can kind of I can kind of oh, yeah, get away with it. <laughs> I, I I enjoy the one privileges of both sides. So I got like, one foot in what, both pots. Would you say that it's all right for me to call you Anthony a cracker, or you to I, call me a cracker? Like I don't personally, I don't care if anyone calls me a cracker. Yeah, I don't cracker. care. I, I think it's I think it's funny sometimes. Although I, but there's like because I think there's two parts to it, right? Because like one on a personal level. Cracker does not offend me. You could call me Cracker. I think I'll. Yeah, I'll you laugh. also gotta like but stew like, some shit with it if you really yeah. want Cracker to offend yeah. me. You know, but but it's also, like you gotta lead with like <laughs> your mom's gonna die in a ditch. You're a Cracker yeah. kind of thing. You know, <laughs> you sandwich it. You sa- you, you, you got is you gotta layer yeah. your insults yeah. if you're using it as an insult. You can't yeah. just call someone a Cracker yeah. and call it be all end all. That's just poor mm. poor insultsmanship. That's a that's another point too. Is like when you're calling someone the N word, it has a very like straight racial meaning yeah. to it That's because oh, yeah. if you call somebody a cracker you're usually calling that well the definition of cracker is like a racist white person the yeah. the origin of the word is the in america the origin of the word in america is that it's supposed to be against racist you know white slave owners who are mm-hmm. you know cracking whips and shit and like that's the whole idea of it like the the southern region appalachia uh in america so it's like if you're calling somebody a cracker you're not necessarily uh that's the part that i have kind of a gray area about mm-hmm. because it is 
technically about white people. It's technically yeah. about like the the group of white people. We, here's the Wait, thing: we haven't I, built like as a society. We like that connection isn't like widely established, though. Yeah, that's the thing. There's a there's a I lot of you know the, moving parts to this. So the second part that I had from earlier was just that my thing is that Hassan is like one of the biggest political streamers like that's in like, on Twitch. Say anything so like, that could be turned politically yeah. on a, on like especially on Hassan's channel. It instantly you're gonna like catch like massive controversy yeah. over that because he, he's always under a you, microscope. Yeah, it, it's it's tough. But but like either way, but that's not even really like my point. My point was more so that like. The um, in terms of like building like a political community that is actually like accepting, like I think like when you kind of forego like certain insults, like you're you're allowed to say cracker or some shit, or the streamer is calling people crackers or saying crazy shit like that. I think that kind of looks bad. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think it it does make people who are like centrist, right? Who are like you know who do have some well-meaning opinions and i know like there's the whole meme about enlightened centrists yeah. they're all usually right-leaning i don't know if that's necessarily true i don't think that's necessarily true but like there are like legitimate people who are like centrists who like you know they'll hear someone like call them a dumb cracker bitch you know which is what he <laughs> called someone yeah. in his fucking channel i'm pretty sure like right after he got banned or right after he got unbanned i i'm i might be wrong about that he was but, like, banned for a while i think he was Maybe- banned for a week yeah. Yeah. And um, well, are you talking about before or because of the cracker incident? Because of the cracker thing. Yeah, yeah. He's been for I think a week or so. Yeah. He got banned for saying um, America deserved 9 11. Yeah. Time, which, oh my uh, God. But like that's he. he How said, you get a spark controversy <laughs> over a dude who was like last week was like America deserved 9 <laughs> 11? That, that wasn't last week. That was like a year or two ago. But, but still, he, like, but how, wait, how he, is that going to spark controversy of a dude who's like blatantly just. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what you, the fuck? You, he's, he's edgy, but like, uh, he's funny. With the edge humor, I think it yeah. does go both ways because it's like there's a certain context that you're not, I guess, paying attention to if you're doing something like that. Yeah, you, you just lose something. You know what I mean? Which is like just a bit of uh, maybe people you could have convinced otherwise. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty far left politically, mm-hmm. but I think that's something where I would draw the line too because I do want to be accepting of, you know, both sides despite like a lot of conservative people on the far right yeah. are, you know, way worse. Yeah. But it's something that we do have to hold accountable if we do want to have that kind of rule in society. Yeah, because it's also like the only way to actually convince someone of like other beliefs or opinions is to like, be friends with them for a really long time mm-hmm. and like actually just share your opinion with them and maybe they change it organically. You know what I mean? Or like, maybe you they, change yours organically. Yeah, exactly. And, and so like the idea that like a lot of like people have that are, you know, on the left, which I consider myself very left-leaning, but like a lot of people have like the opinion of like my poli- my family is kind of weird politically, so I'm just going to fucking cut them all off. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm never going to talk to them again. And I think that's just it kind of misses like an opportunity to potentially change things. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's difficult to get through to people sometimes, especially older people. Those are the most annoying, but like sometimes it's not even arguing against the older person, but it's like, who's listening? You know, your Mm -hmm. younger cousins, your fucking brothers and sisters, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. they might put some stock into your opinion, but Mm -hmm. your fucking uncle who's (laughs) been on his deathbed for three years probably won't. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a, a moderately rational family, but they might like I have a couple family members of mine who are who are very like right leaning, but they make sense in why they are right leaning. Yeah. They just don't they don't necessarily support uh yeah. all the things behind it, but they get what they need out of they it. They have different and it's like, interests. Yeah. That's it's, the thing. I, I understand it. Yeah, no, I totally yeah. get it. It's just it's, Some people are like actually voting for the right reasons. Yeah, it, uh, it's just, they're voting for their own interests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like of and there is um whether it's perceived like even if it's even if it's like a true or false because like obviously there's a lot of people who vote against their own interests for voting for Republicans, mm-hmm. but like there's a lot of people who are single issue voters on like things like taxes or mm-hmm. gun reform or like abortion. Like those three are all really important to the voter base of like America. Mm-hmm. Those are like their three most important <laughs> issues because they're yeah. like obsessed with the economy and like uh, their rights, you know what I mean? In air quotes. But the only way to get through to people is to like kind of forego like, especially like when you're in your own community, it's hard because 
I don't think Hassan is even necessarily trying to pander to people on the right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if people change his opinion watching a stream, they change their opinion, but that's not necessarily his goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, which is fine. It's just like, I think there's a missed opportunity there being the largest left-leaning political streamer. That's my thing. Yeah. It, it, debate culture too is I think what's holding him back the most is because I think he said a while ago that he doesn't like debating people because no one is like really even open to it. Because you, when you go into um, debate, and then I've had the same experience where debating people is basically so useless because they are going into the, the debate thinking I'm going to change this person mm-hmm. while a lot of left-leaning people have the same ideology where like I'm going into kind of school or game this person. Yeah, dunk on them. It's the Ben Shapiro-ism where it's yeah. like if you look more powerful you're going to look more correct, even though you could mm-hmm. be spouting things that don't necessarily make any sense or, or, or illogical. Yeah, it's, see, that's it's that's, all that's why we got to get engineers into politics. All they do <laughs> is just debate each other. <laughs> Everyone in academia just debates each other. That's all they it do. Pretty much is, yeah. Because yeah. it's just like you're disputing theories about about like objective truths. And yeah. you're like, okay, uh, why? Like, unless you why? have like a perfect, <laughs> like solid theory, like it's yeah. it's not a truth. It's just a theory. Well, that's yeah. the thing too. Is there's a lot of truths in politics mm-hmm. that yeah. people yeah. I don't think they recognize. Just ignore. Yeah. It, so like, I was gonna. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say that the world as a whole is just like a, or, or the world as a whole, like every every single like political belief is just a bunch of different. It, it's it's philosophy all the way down. Yeah. So it's like you are trying to d- debate philosophy on a global scale rather than like oh in Athens Greece where you know you only have to yeah. worry about this shit you have everyone's ideologies clashing against each other and unless you have like a genuine true to form debate about it we'll mm-hmm. never like we we will never get close to having uh an idealized uh society yeah, like, objective yeah. morality well, objective morality like laws everything that we yeah. view as right it's hard to get everything together if you're not sharing all your fucking sources well the problem is is that politics um is like the uh it's sort of um all it is is about the distribution of power right like Mm -hmm. the the organization of power and like who can get it and who can keep it you know what i mean and so like it it isn't necessarily it is philosophy in the Mm -hmm. background philosophy is doing a lot of the work but like in order to actually engage that philosophy and put it into action you need to do like so much legwork in terms of like yeah, no, rhetoric like, and like you know sharing <clears throat> the right information you know what i mean like everyone's it, still in the testing yeah. phase too this is going to take like fucking well, thousands yeah, of years I, I if we yeah. live through it but yeah, if we make it out everyone's just got to do acid that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> even like america itself is like super young yeah. as a fucking country like yeah, we are true. fucking children on the global scale yeah that is so true. it's like we're going to need at least a little while to figure our shit out. Yeah. And the, um, and we're just in a really turbulent time. Cause we have like so many outside actors, like trying to influence mm-hmm. our shit. And we have like people inside the country who are just like grifting hardcore, just like trying to get money out of people, just milking them for, you know, whatever. It's, it's just, it's a uh, political awesome. science is a science by definition. Right. So like all other sciences, I feel like at some point there's going to be a truth to what we're doing. And the more yeah. that we political study theory, it's, it's, it's hard. Yeah, it's not really like it's called political science, but like there's not like, what can you test in like a political space? You well, know what I mean? Cause like, like what's, uh, well, I mean, the, we are testing do, in a political well, space. Well, no, what I'm saying is like, there's it's like, it's hard to employ their yeah, theories. There, there's, that's what I'm saying. There's like, there's theory. There's, it's a lot of theory, because like in terms of running experiments, you know what I mean? Like you can't really like, how do you do like, there's a lot of case Proxy studies wars, that go bro. on. No, there's a <laughs> lot of case studies that go on, which isn't necessarily bad, but it's just like the, the limited research that we we're able to do. Remember yeah, because, when we like, took over uh, Hawaii? Oh yeah. We just, you know, we, we just changed their political structure. <laughs> Japan, yeah. how we changed their entire political structure. Yeah, but what does that have to do with political science? I'm just saying <laughs> those are the, uh, experiments. the experiments being made. Uh, not, yeah, but it's not like they're not, that wasn't done by a team of researchers. Oh, that was no. done for imperialist but it was, purposes. It like, was, it was <laughs> done by people who were testing Who wanted politics. power. Yeah. No, they weren't they testing, were testing, they weren't politics. testing politics. <laughs> they wanted power. I mean, they wanted control of a region. I feel like I'm going to take the centrist stand on this because I do stand on the side that I think it's uh, an actual political science, like it is a science, but it's something that we can't necessarily test yeah, with uh, moral reasoning well, it just depends on like what you mean by science because science by definition is like the 
scientific method and like yeah. the, the way that we observe and you know you run controls and you do like a full well think about experiment. yeah i mean i understand that you can't do something like that but think about uh psychology because that's yeah. probably the the closest uh adjacent science to i guess political science by yeah. nature yeah, kind of it's it's definitely similar because you can apply a lot of you know uh psychological um you know phenomena on like a sociological scale yeah yeah. There's there's a lot of uh, theories, like meta-theories, about the idea of psychology where if it's unethical or it's immoral, you get a lot more data. Yeah. Which is like all the fucked up shit that, you know, Russia and the USA were doing in the yeah, Cold War. Yeah, Yeah, shit everything. like that. Yeah. Where it's, we, we got a lot out of it, but it was super fucked up. Yeah. It's um, very unethical. Yeah. So that's something that political science would take the stage on where, you know, testing a government system on a bunch of people could potentially leave a lot of people fucked. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we, we can only essentially look at history of political structures and how it, it's affected the people to try to, you know, improve it somewhat. Yeah. I mean, you can look at history, but also you can lobby based on research. Because, like, the thing is, is that, you know, because, like, political theory is often based in, like, some sort of science going on in the background, whether it's psychology or it's uh, economic or it's whatever. Sociology you know I mean? as well, yeah. probably. Uh, well, yeah, sociology, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, they run sociological experiments. Um, it's just a social yeah. experiment, bro. I'm sorry I took over your country and destroyed all your farms. Sorry, and yeah, It's just a prank, land. it's just yeah. a prank. It's just a prank, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to starve 1.2 million people. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. So, yes, in, in that regard, it's quite literally hard to test, but... Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's It's something that I think... Well, do you guys believe in objective morality? I think you asked me this a long time ago, Anthony. I, Maybe, I yeah. thought about it a lot since I then. feel like there are very few objective truths in general. I would say, yeah, there's like yeah. a couple that just make the most sense and cover the broadest scheme. Well, like yeah. what's, what's an objective truth? It's something like an that example is, of one. It, something that is true no matter yeah, what. Yeah, no, I'm saying yeah. an example of one. Oh, an exa- like, in what sense? Like a... a well, a moral truth, I guess. Like an objective moral truth. I would say don't kill people. Is yeah, probably but what about like self-defense? The objective moral truth is that uh, hmm. I think within reason is also a good context to a lot of things too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's like, there's a lot of different parts going on that they're not going to be like commandment one. Yeah, don't I, kill people. Yeah. The objective be a lot moral of, truths are yeah. going to be like a ten page paper of like one one yeah, truth. Like a, a you full, know, it's probably going to yeah. be like a much yeah. paper. Uh, not, yeah, the the um I don't know. In my opinion, I think that they're. So like I th- I think there's like two parts right there's like moral there's morality and then there's like truth mm-hmm. oh, wait I'm away from the mic there's morality and there's truth I think that there is some objective truth out there in terms of like the truth of like history you know like what actually happened mm-hmm. um you know like there is an objective reality that we all exist within however um I don't think any single individual can ever observe it and, and understand it holistically oh yeah, yeah. we can get close yeah, it, it, maybe. We don't even know that necessarily. Oh, true. Well, I think the like, successful the successful truth of like a objective morality would be if a majority of the society is okay with understanding that. Yeah, but that is also like, doesn't okay. include as society changes over time as well. So you need like a an objective morality yeah. function. You know, <laughs> it's a logistic yeah. function. Yeah. Well, think about how we do science today. It's like a, a I would say that's kind of an objective morality where the the well, that, Science in general is supposed to improve society at any capacity. I don't know. So it's like, is that the? I thought Alex had more of a apt definition of science, which was trying to find the truth of like things, like because like science doesn't really apply morality, right? There is no like, there's ethical. I'm talking about in like a societal standpoint. Science yeah, we, in a vacuum is so, just to find the truth, yeah. but it's how we interpret that science. Society how we, uses science, yeah, it's yeah, like scientific we, scientific findings. Uh, yes, in the. Uh, in my fucking engineering philosophy class, that was a topic that was talked about. It's like how what you can develop technology for a purpose, but the moment it reaches, the, you have to disconnect the public from uh, technology mm-hmm. because the technology will always be misused and used in a variety of ways you've never accounted for once it's released publicly because then there are yeah. a bunch of different minds working on it. It's no longer just this is done by a small team compared to this is technology used on a global scale. So you, we have to we have to separate both the ethical responsibilities and the eth- uh, uh, the ethical responsibilities of the 
technology creators and the ethical responsibilities of, te- of the technology users. Well, think about like weapon technology. If mm-hmm. we found, if we developed a space laser that could instantly vaporize, I literally wrote a whole paper. That was my final paper on. Oh my god! <laughs> of, See, that's uh, the thing though. Is like, what is that doing for humanity? Yeah. Here's the thing. I the way I viewed philosophy. Because I, I chose the topic uh, because it's just really broad. And then I, I thought to myself, I'm going to pick the one that I wouldn't pick. And then I'll, I'll, I'll research the other side, see what it's all about. So I did weapons research and I went in development for it. And the stance okay. I ended up taking on it was that using weapons development as a means of furthering other pursuits, basically creating a failsafe for yourself, right? Yeah. So we... The thing that we've developed now is like we have nuclear technology. How do we disable nuclear technology without, you know, all we know right now is just blow it up somewhere we don't fucking want it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all we have as a countermeasure. But if nuclear weapons research were to continue being developed, then that's when you start to be able to think of new fail safes for that specific thing. And by extension of that, your research into nuclear technology will help a lot of, you know, say, uh, nuclear power generators or, you know, uh, a better defense grid or something, which by rights, realistically, we shouldn't need a defense grid uh, in like a perfect world. But it's just technologies like those that we create uh, they have like little branching paths of It's trickle-down science. It yeah. really is. <laughs> well, yeah. think about how much NASA has contributed to society, even though their goal is something that isn't weapon-related, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, their their technology has been used in weaponry, However, like weapon technology. However, one thing to consider, though, is that their purpose was for, like, geopolitical power, right? Like, to beat Russia in the, spa- in the space. Their, yeah, their original you know purpose. I mean? But I think nowadays they have a it, much It, it is more of just like a research arm of, like, the, the government. I definitely agree mm-hmm. with that. So um, I think you can do weapons research without having like, I think just in general, it's immoral. Like we already have weapons that can kill people basically like, like that, like mm-hmm. a bullet to the head. That's all you need. True. The thing is though, is that we continue weapons development nowadays is that, so that way we minimize the risk to ourselves while maximizing the lethality for others, you know? Because you also have to think about it like on a, a global scale. Like if there is... um. Because right now, you know, there's a lot of like tensions rising between uh, us and Russia or whatever, right? If if Russia understood or knew like the kind of development that was happening in um in terms of like weapon research, it might change their mind in terms of how they engage with Ukraine. You know what I mean? Like if if we're working on some crazy shit, they might be like, okay. We're going to be a little chill That's here. That's you know the whole I mean? point of having military yeah. secrets, yeah. though. It's like you don't well, yeah. tell them so that way they're assuming you have worse. Yeah. Well, I think there because there is an amount of information that is released to the public that they mm. have. So it's like you it just, give it, them you some... You start sowing yeah. seeds of fear. Yeah, it's exactly. all just like a fear yeah. tactic. I guess I'm yeah. thinking too far into the future then because with a conflict between countries and nations yeah. like this, there's always going to be a need for protection. But yeah. in reality, it's like if we don't have... We create our own threats, essentially. We do, so yes. So it's, it's just a negative feedback loop where we keep shelling yeah. more and more money to the military because we keep um, fucking starting yeah. shit. That was a problem I kept running into the paper, too, because it's like, at the end of it, if, as long as we create new things to defeat the old things, then we create enough technology to create an even fucking worse thing. Yeah. So it's just like a constant like progression of... We solved yeah. the problems of the past, but now we've created new ones. And it's just... It's a hard... Uh, thing to face when writing a paper like that Mm -hmm. because i felt like i had no like end result it's just like we help keeps going there's a uh there's a name for that um in political science it's called the security dilemma Mm -hmm. which means that like as one country and like some like if you have two countries that are in some adversarial position against one another for instance like america and russia or america and china Right. The um, if you have one country that builds up some of its security forces or other forces like in allied nations, you're going to see a similar buildup and a similar um, investment and in resources into their military in the other countries. Like the arms well. race. Yeah, it, it's just a, a never ending arms race. It doesn't end. It doesn't like boil down unless something no, just big keeps happens. Escalating. Unless something big happens, like yeah. a war or a very close conflict with some like world-ending shit, like the Cuban Missile Crisis. You know what I mean? Like that kind of calmed things down a little bit. We just went into proxy warfare instead. You yeah. know, but we like just stick to proxy <laughs> warfare. Honestly, but it, it's just you know. Um, if we have to, yeah. <laughs> if if we've got to fight, we can like, like go take over some like islands and shit. Go pit our <laughs> dudes. Like just. 
make a make a no. a worldwide gladiatorial if, pit. If you <laughs> did, if we actually did, like take some islands like near Russia, they would do some crazy shit. If if we actually no, like have everyone agree that we like make the pit. Oh, you know the gladiator <laughs> pit. Like, you go we, fight in like Antarctica yeah. or some shit. It's like oh, yo, the pit's being hosted in Antarctica this year. <laughs> Dude, that'd probably just accelerate global warming. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Bring the Rome Coliseum. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the global coliseum. I think That'd it would work. It would keep all of our aggression down. We, just, we'd be less like, interested in fighting each other and we fights. just Yeah, we like the fucking Japan versus America giant robot fight that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. That was that was a fucking weird one. Uh, I'll admit. Japan releases a, a thing and it's like we're working on a giant robot and they like America did their own giant robot thing and challenged Japan. Is that real? And then there was an official match plant. Yeah, it was real. Oh I was hyped God. about it that's when insane. it was first announced. Wait, what? Oh, that's recently? I thought you were talking about like World War II. No, like it was like World literally gone. That World yeah, that's what I was like, no way. It was like, like, no way. like within the past 10 years, I'm pretty sure. But was, Is it a conflict thing or just like a, let's it was see what like we can a, fucking do? It was do. just like a fun little sportsmanship okay. match, I believe. But yeah, I mean, ideally... I think like the world is heading in a better place. Hopefully, I feel like I conflict think should be resolved through sports, like how anime <laughs> yeah, doesn't. I think I think there's like there's like waves that like the world goes through where there's like stability, stability, and then instability. And I don't know if it's like an increasing oscillation or decreasing. Hopefully, it's decreasing. It, it's just probably like, rising as it goes up, dude. I would yeah. say the more compli- <laughs> complicated the problems, the harder it is to solve. So it, it takes more time true. to solve that. Yeah. But it, it's like as well. Um, I think with the like international structures that we have and the communication methods that we have as well, like it kind of it, it kind of changes the landscape a little bit. I think when we were when we were yeah, all we might communicating learn stuff faster yeah, via telegram and shit, you know, like that I could understand like people being way less accepting or way less wanting to cooperate with other countries. But like now that people are so interconnected like globally i think it's like it's kind of pushing us more into a world where that sort of like actual global society global cooperation hopefully happens china's just got to open up the internet yeah <laughs> and then we'll be good Dude, china's huge yeah they should with the whole internet ideal in today's society we i think the younger generation is going to keep being smarter and smarter like Hopefully, we're going to have yeah. easier I, ways to learn i a hope lot of so things. yeah i learned multiplication i think in fourth grade third grade um, I think my mom taught me beforehand with like flashcards or whatever, mm-hmm. just as basic math uh, mm-hmm. proficiency. But in terms of schooling, they're learning multiplication in like first grade now, and I'm like, really? what? Yeah, dude, those those Roblox uh, <laughs> video game developers, <laughs> 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 Roblox video. Games. Yeah, no, but those kids on uh, on Roblox who like they're literally learning coding as a like yeah. a, basically as a hobby. Like that's yeah. fucking crazy. My voice cracked there. Yeah, Fuck. pre pube, pre pube. <laughs> when I when I started playing Minecraft, I got into like uh, custom maps and shit, and then mm-hmm. the command blocks came out, and that was like oh, my yeah. first experience coding in Java. And I had no idea what I was fucking doing. I was just typing shit that YouTubers told me to type in <laughs> to do this. Yeah. Like I'd be like, how do I how do I do this with command block? And it'll be like, it's literally the most simple shit now yeah. to me. But back then, as a fourteen year old, I was like, whoa! I'm like, whoa! Yeah. I mean, even working with pistons and like redstone is really cool because it's you can make a lot of simple logic gates. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fucking insane. I. I only recently started working with redstone in minecraft it's pretty cool it's kind of fucking neat dude i feel like the internet has just been such a good um source for like making like this is why like a lot i think i've had this conversation with maybe you or you previously where it was like is the internet overall good or bad for society oh yeah and i like, feel like and, I, I feel like i've yeah, had that conversation and i, and with I you. feel like the a big reason why it's so fucking good is that it just gives people a platform to be able to do some of the craziest shit oh ever. yeah you yeah, know what yeah. i mean like the obviously you have scumbags and morons but you also have like people like vsauce like veritasium like kurzixot who like do all this crazy cool shit and make awesome videos and um and even just like i i don't know if um uh if humanity uh, if we if we measure potential you know across like uh all of humanity's existence if it's gotten bigger i feel like we the, just uncapped or, ourselves yeah. we're like at the next level like yeah, we like, can now go to see weird shit the access of information is so much greater now yeah 
like there there were a lot of savants in the past you know like mm-hmm. the mozarts beethovens fucking galileos all those imagine people. if they had the like, fucking yeah. internet and they're like yo dude check yeah. this shit out instead, yeah, of, well, galileos I mean, talking, yeah, instead fucking... of sending them like an email or like sending like, snail pigeon. mail to someone it's like oh find out they died halfway through <laughs> you before your letter got to them like fuck mm. yeah Today's generation, I mean, I think it's true for literally every generation yeah. of people, but they're just getting smarter and smarter. And I think like Alex said, with the internet, it's now uncapped. Like yeah. we basically have, I mean, we have entire journal papers. Like we can see what scientists are researching and talking about right now yeah. on like Google Scholar. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't, because like a lot of people, uh, you know, when you go on like a, a website, that's like the publishing site. You can literally email that professor or whatever and like ask them for their paper and they will fucking send you the pdf yeah you can just be like hey yeah. i want to research this a little bit <laughs> yeah. more can i see your paper and they'll be yeah. like, yes and absolutely. i have the rights to your paper <laughs> I publish it as my own <laughs> some professors might be anal about that but yeah uh, i, I remember seeing this twitter post of this guy uh like saying that <laughs> his teacher told him that like he couldn't re- uh, refer to the person like the, on a first name basis, so he sent an email oh, to the yeah. actual <laughs> person of the paper. Oh, yeah, like, "Yo, can I use your first name?" He's like, "Absolutely." Yeah, <laughs> they're pe- they're people friend. too, and yeah. it's fucking sick. <laughs> also, if you're getting recognized, I would do that if I was yeah. getting recognized for my my work. Someone's like, like "Hey, I want to use your work for something." I'd be like, "Yo, that's dope." Yeah. You can call dude, me by my middle name take if you want. It, dude. Yeah. That'd be it's neat. It's definitely true. Because it, it's like, that's all their job is, is to like fucking talk about the shit that they're researching mm-hmm. and like continue to uh, debate it and argue it. And no one would have a job for that long in that field unless you at least someone liked it. Yeah. And that's cool. the, it kind of leads back into the objective morality thing too, because the further that we, the more people that understand uh, like higher scientific context, mm-hmm. like I think you know, back in the 50s when we were first discovering electricity and shit, no one knew how that shit worked on the daily no. basis. But oh, now, no. like, the the physics behind electricity and magnetism are taught in high school. Yeah. Whether or not you insane. retain that is, you know, up to you, but at least you've learned it at one point. Yeah, you have some basis of understanding, like, you know, that it's all electricity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And going through, like, a, a college major, they teach you the fundamentals of all of it. And it's yeah. really interesting that... You know, going through it at such a steady pace, uh, like a four-year degree, mm-hmm. it's like you're you're learning about these things almost in real time because you're seeing new technologies come out. Like uh, yeah, for me, like new processors uh, for like computer engineers. There's like a new graphics card or a new way to store data and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, software engineering is like going off right now because there's kind of a limit in how fast we can actually process the data. But um, it's like with with that kind of ideology, we're getting to a point. Yeah, where the majority of the public knows about these things where it's kind of just common law that you know how a computer works, like the ones and zeros. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you understand it to a great detail, you know, is still up to you. But you're, you're learning about these things and uh, at least you can apply them to other things. Like you yeah. can apply how electricity works to computers and like how it makes it think. And then you can apply how computers work to basically anything. You can... Mm-hmm. Um, I guess smartify in quotes yeah. almost every piece of technology. I mean, look at smart homes now. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see where that goes because I'm I'm worried that it just might lead to like heavy specialization because if things are like because I, I saw an interesting post on Reddit that was talking about like how um, people think that a lot of people think like IT is like an undying field because like you're always going to need people who are you know working on technology. As long as those IT people keep getting yeah. educated, yeah. But like, but there was a really interesting post by this guy who owned like an IT firm. And he said that um, uh, something people don't realize is that like a lot of these companies who have like massive IT firms, like, like big networking companies and shit like that, they're actually like, they're making, um, they're making the technology like so easy to use. Like they're smartifying it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? That to where like you can just have like you like you won't need to put as much resources into an IT team to manage your network and your storage and everything like that because a lot of that is being dumbed down in a lot of ways and, and like you know smartifying it is dumbing it down you know what i mean like in a lot of ways because it just yeah. makes it a lot easier to use for the um uh what's it called for the user you know what i mean so i wonder how that turns out for like a lot of people because if, yeah, if you're not in like a tech or engineering field um you know W- will you not know much about it even though you are learning it in high school but a, a lot of people well that goes that back shit. to what uh, Alex and I were talking about earlier where like mm-hmm. the, the actual information that we're learning is becoming more simplified in yeah. a way that we can understand it earlier and earlier yeah, like, how, like you know the, the Roblox characters and the Minecraft programming mm-hmm. 
where like a lot of these things are being taught to people at such a young age and they're being exposed to it at such a young age, where like a lot of the older people may not understand how a smart home would work. The person who is getting involved with that, because honestly, a smart home, <clears throat> it's not super hard to understand. It's yeah. just a bunch of sensors that kind of communicate with each other over Wi-Fi. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you don't need to know like, you know, how is the fucking chip made? Yeah, you don't need to know anything yeah. about how how the Wi-Fi is transmitting the yeah. data. Most of your problems too in like an IT field are just going to be like with the hardware fucking up itself or like software yeah, inside. Just restart it, bro. It just mes- <laughs> botched. Yeah. yeah. The, right. um... Oh, what? I was going to say, all right, that's the end. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just ended last night. I went to bed and fucking... I tried listening to a Valorant stream and like I just was the most... Like, that was the most stressful sleep I've ever had. <laughs> I should never listen to Valorant whenever you sleep, ever. It's bad. Just rage-inducing. Yeah, Take just you stop. back to the trenches. All right, see y'all later. Bye. <laughs>